Hey, another day of conference, the 188th semi-annual, or is it annual? I don't know, has come to a close, and uh, what a fantastic uh, day today with a bombshell at the end of 12 new temples. I was crossing my fingers for the West Valley City Temple, but once again, we are overlooked. <laughs> it's all right. We have plenty of temples in Salt Lake County, so... I'll manage somehow, I, even though I don't live in West Valley anymore. But it's my it's my hometown, so I'm always I'm always hoping, because uh, there's definitely you know put it out there in West West Valley, uh, you know by Magna area the, and help all that area out there. And anyways, there's probably there's, the, the the numbers are there. Okay, I'm just maybe next conference, maybe next conference, and uh, obviously the two hour block thing has proven that if you talk about it enough it happens so maybe if i continue to talk about the west valley city temple that it'll happen but i'm not holding my breath so um yeah in general just uh trying to think i mean elder renland he's like i i, I call him uh, uh elder bednar jr he's just to me that he has the same cadence when he talks as elder bednar and i just enjoy him in the same in the same way uh, of course you can't go wrong with elder holland um Man, they're all good. Even uh, Elder Stevenson uh, had a unique approach and, and message there that I that I really benefited from. So, uh, but as always, that I usually uh, I usually uh, what's the word? Uh, do a general conference marathon in the week after and just uh, go through a bunch of these talks again on double speed in my ears, and that's uh, always helpful. So, um, man, what a it's just so motivating uplifting after conference to to listen to those messages and to get back at it and i look forward to church next week even though i'll be uh down south in saint george i guess which is getting another temple right so one thing i want to share with you in this uh, that i think was the i don't know thought it was interesting um that i share with you to help give you an idea of my perceptions on conference and such um a few months ago, I was asked to be on, is it K-U-E-R? I'm trying to go to the page here to, to see exactly um, where where I, it was that I was on. It is Lee Hale from, uh, yeah, K-U-E-R, uh, which is a local NPR station here in Salt Lake. And uh, Lee asked me to, he interviewed me about uh, some subject related to church leadership. Um few months ago and he reached out to me at, uh, near the end of conference and said hey i'm putting a an article together about people's reaction to conference and would you mind answering a few questions i said sure send them over and so this isn't a recorded thing it's just a written a written thing so i thought i'd share them with you and um i it may be a good opportunity for you to to consider how you would answer some of these questions and i'm sure many of you out there will disagree with me on some uh, but that's okay um and you know we're learning together and and it's always helpful to hear different perspectives and, and thoughts so i'll go through these and uh with my answers before i send it off here sort of be an exercise of proofreading as well um so the first question he asked is are you excited about two-hour church i responded very excited though i will definitely miss the weekly sunday school and quorum experience i'm always in favor of shuffling old traditions and trying something new. He then asked, what are some advantages? I responded, many of the advantages are obvious and were already stated during general conference. But for me personally, 
I felt an increased desire to step up as a father and with the help of my wife, better lead our children in learning the gospel in a formal in-home setting. He then asked, any possible disadvantages? I responded, local leaders will definitely have to be proactive in helping their local members engage in this new approach to worship. Apathy is present in some Apathy is present to some degree in all organizations, and changes like this could increase apathy unless local leaders proactively encourage ministering brothers and sisters to assist others in their ward to establish routine and habit related to in-home worship. Then he asked, "Do you think it will entice any members to have? Uh, do you think it will entice any members who haven't been attending?" I responded, "I sure hope so." but I doubt it since nobody was ever restricted from leaving after two hours of church before. If anything entices people back to attending church regularly, it will most likely be the message of the gospel of Jesus Christ. He then asked, President Oaks, President Oaks' words regarding marriage and gender have been difficult for many Latter-day Saints. How, do they, how did they strike you? I responded, I always try to empathize with those who wrestle with messages or direction from prophets. Leaders, especially prophets, are required to fill various roles as they lead. Most of the time, they share messages of hope and love. Other times, these 15 men have the burden of stating difficult truth and doctrine to the world, while millions of Latter-day Saints have the blessing of reaching out to the One to fill them with messages of love and acceptance. Having had the experience of composing talks and messages to the masses, I hope individuals consider the difficulty of addressing specific doctrine to a general audience. I hope those resentful of any message will reread these messages with an open heart so that they can find the personal message hidden in each talk that will sanctify their life. Then he asked, do you see a benefit to this kind of doubling down? And uh, I don't know that the premise of this question, I didn't necessarily like that. There's sort of a negative connotation to doubling down. But anyways, um, I responded. Uh, where'd it go? I responded. It's difficult to gauge the immediate benefit or potential issues resulting from any prophetic message. That is why prophets ask us to have faith in their message while continuing to love and value every individual around us. And as I wrote that answer, I sort of felt like I was dodging the question, but at the same time, I didn't necessarily agree with the premise of the question. I just felt like it had a negative connotation. And so, um, I don't know, I felt like a politician where I'd sort of, I don't want to not give him an answer, but again, I, the premise of the question is, is, uh, is not really what I agree with. So, and then he, a follow-up question is any potential issues. And I just said, see the previous answer. And then he asked, how do you feel about President Nelson's insistence on distancing the church from the terms Mormon and LDS? I responded, weeks ago, when I first heard of this invitation, the marketer in me really wrestled with it. However, I started from that point to remove these titles from my vocabulary. I really appreciated President Nelson's talk about the established name of the church and will continue to define myself by the appropriate name. Then he asked, does it make sense to you? I said, yes, it's right there in the scriptures and we should make a consistent effort. Then he asked, does it feel arbitrary? I responded, no, it feels right. Then he asked, has it, has it made you consider renaming 
leading LDS. I responded, yes, in fact, we have already made progress towards a name change. As a nonprofit organization, it isn't as easy as logging on to social media and making the immediate change. We hope to announce a new name for our, orga for our organization in the coming weeks. Stay tuned. So that's all the questions you asked me. I hope I was appropriate. I hope, I don't know, sometimes yeah, yeah, when a reporter is asking you these questions, you're sort of uh, second-guessing their motives and wondering how are they going to twist my words to s say something else. And uh, But this is uh, it's Lee Hale who actually reached out to me and asked me to, to comment. And he's uh, he was pretty fair on the first one. It's difficult because I, uh, it, it, I, I don't you can find that somewhere if you probably google my name in k-u-e-r it'll probably come up but um you know it's he's got like a three minute segment to fit in a 10 minute interview he did with me and so i get that it's difficult to not edit down or take out context or you know that sort of thing but at the same time i kind of feel like well i didn't just say that like tell the say the whole answer right but i get it it's difficult so i try and be intentional about this information that i tell him so I hope your conference experience was as awesome as mine. And uh, this week, uh, obviously, we didn't release a podcast today because you have plenty to listen to. But hopefully, uh, I was hoping for tomorrow, but probably won't be till Tuesday or Wednesday. And then we actually have a WeWick episode, a What I Wish I Knew episode about tithing settlement coming out later this week. So hopefully, that will be helpful to many bishoprics out there. But man, what an awesome experience and i hope that you jump on over to lds.org which i'm sure they're going to change any minute now um and download these talks get the mb3s throw them on your phone uh, listen to them double time because you you get through so many and it's such a simple way to review conference and uh, look forward to the next six months